Hey everyone, this is Victor from Cyborg for Life. I want to welcome you to episode 26 of Lumicon Live, where the patients get to interview the guests. And today we're doing another roundtable edition. And I'm going to go ahead and introduce our panelists today, all Lumicon patients, all of them doing femur lengthening, but we have one who also did tibia lengthening. So going around, starting in the top left, we have Liam. You all know him as our quadrilateral patient. He did 12.4 centimeters. Um, amongst his femurs and his tibias. Uh, going to the right, we have Johannes, uh, also known as Jay. He did the, I think it was about 10 centimeters uh, femurs with a bed's bone. Uh, then under here where we have uh, Daniel, um, you know, and he did lengthening over nail in the femurs. And Daniel, how much length did you get? Was it 10 centimeters as well? No, about, about nine. About nine, nine centimeters on the femurs. So and the X-ray was nine. I think reality was a bit, uh, a bit different, but I think on the X-ray it was nine. Nine, yeah. perfect, man. Yeah. So all these guys are really tall, general gentlemen, um, and obviously you know my story. But anyway, all right. So what, however things are going to run today is basically we're just going to get a recap of where all these guys are in terms of their recovery. So we're going to start off with Liam since we haven't seen him in a long time. And then we're going to go to uh, Daniel and then we'll go to Yohani. So Liam, how's it going, man? <laughs> man? Everything is going really well. And thank you for calling me in again for the show. Really happy to be here again. Absolutely, man. I know this was kind of last minute, but I think people really enjoy these uh, roundtables. And I want to mention one really cool thing, guys. Each of these guys, these, uh, uh, cosmetic stature lengthening patients all had different devices. So Liam had the precise two nails, uh, Johannes had the bed's bone, and uh, Daniel had the lengthening over nail external internal combo system. So it's going to be a really interesting, you know, compare and contrast. So Liam, um, last time we talked, we had a big, you know, before and after with your story. I mean, we went from Absolutely. where you were, we showed you like, as you just finished lengthening to now you're walking perfectly, you're back to work, life is, you know, come back as normal. So tell us like, how is daily life for you? Um, after returning to my normal life, I mean, normal life is uh, working normally, doing every task by yourself without any support. And even um, a walking style that nobody is even recognizing anything that you had a surgery or something like that. Okay, this is for me a normal life after mm -hmm. the surgery. And, to be honest, it's um, it's amazing. It's an, it's an amazing feeling to be taller. It's amazing to um, have a more satisfied um, lifestyle. Even uh, if I look to the past, how much pain we prevailed and what we went through. I mean, uh, the both other guys will, will confirm this. I mean, it's easy surgery, and if you just look back and say. Man, I will do it 10,000 times again uh, uh, when I enjoy the feeling right now. I mean, being taller, being recognized as a tall man. I mean, I'm right 182 centimeters. And you even see that the people uh, see you in a different way. They, they, uh, your appearance in the society is completely different. It's an amazing feeling. Absolutely. Yeah. That's awesome. So you've definitely noticed the stature increase. Let's talk about pain because now it's been almost a year and five months after your, your surgeries. Exactly. Um, and a lot of patients notice that as this one in a year, one, one and a half year mark hits, 
they start to notice that they start to forget about the procedure. Like the pain has gone down, you know, substantially and they're able to get back to doing things that they used to do. Now you're, you're a pilot. You also used to work out and stuff like that. How is the pain right now? And are you able to like get back to the gym and do things physically? Absolutely. There's no pain at all. Okay. Um, you don't feel anything. Um, the only thing what I feel is if I wake up in the morning and if I do the first steps, you feel I feel in my calf some some stiffness, but it right. really goes away after a couple of steps. But this is something which still progress till today. But there's no limitation right now. Um, in terms of walking, making sports. I'm not into heavy sports, okay? It's 15 months right now after the surgery, so the doctor didn't recommend to go um, two years after the surgery to for heavy sports. I feel myself ready, to be honest. I could go, but just to be on the safe side, I, I avoid it. And um, I recently moved just um, from Istanbul to Frankfurt and uh, had a to do a lot of stuff here in a new apartment and uh, I did it all by myself, even carrying this heavy stuff and so on. So there's no limitation at all. The only thing is that the stillness in the mornings came up and that's, from my point, you know, the flexibility or, weight or level of motion, not a single limitation. And we are already aiming for the removal of the next this year. Oh my gosh, that's incredible, man. This guy did quadrilateral lengthening, increased uh, 12.4 centimeters, um, yes. has gotten back to doing his you know, daily athletics and whatnot, and he's already thinking about nail removal. So that's incredible. Awesome, Liam. That's a good catch up. Um, so now we're going to move along to Daniel. I'm going to just put him up in the top corner uh, so we can see him here. So Daniel, how's it going, man? Thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely, man. It's great to have you back on. So, uh, let's talk. Let's start with you. So, daily life. How has things been? You are. When was your surgery again? Can you remind everybody? Uh, yeah, uh, mine was about May first, but like uh, the removal was uh, September fifteenth, <clears throat> something like okay. that. September was the removal. The removal of the uh, the external fixator. So you just still have the internal nail, uh, right? The stabilized yeah, yeah. nail. Okay, yes. cool. So it, you haven't quite hit the one year mark. Um, are you now crutch free? Are you still using crutches? Yeah, or no? no, 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 no. I, I stopped using crutches like maybe eight weeks after the thing. Actually, I could walk even without the crutches. Like after like maybe a month after that, but because I was on the heavier side, but the doc my doctor advised me like to keep that just for like safety reasons. Like he said, like, just keep the crutches. And I went, I said, okay. No. And maybe after like eight weeks or nine weeks, I like really stopped using it. And like, mm -hmm. yeah, my day to day life got way better and better and better. Uh, at the beginning, when I stopped using crutches, I could feel a bit of pain around the locking screw, like the, the distal ones, like the ones that like, when they locked and take off the fixators, I could feel like a bit on the, a bit of like, especially like here in Canada, it's really cold here. Like uh, mm -hmm. sometimes like your body maybe responds to pain a bit more once the water is really cold, like or like mm -hmm. like here. I could feel a bit of pain like around the locking screws, but like that was normal. And it gone away like after my muscles and everything got stronger and everything. Cool. Right now, I really can't really complain. Like I've been hitting the gym even like after, uh, maybe two weeks after the removal, like three weeks after the removal, I was going and I started doing like a lighter stuff, like cycling. I was doing like machines, like shoulder presses and like bicep curl, everything machines. Like I was sitting down and doing, I wasn't doing like really uh, free weights, like 
Combos and dumbbells and everything. I will, now I'm doing it. But like for the first maybe two months, I was just stick to the cycling every day, maybe like 30 minutes of cycling to one hour of cycling, and then machines like weights and stuff. Mm-hmm. And like I can see since last month, I started like doing the weights on the legs as well. Not, of course, not crazy. Not still, I don't do squats or like deadlifts or anything. I say don't do them. Not because I can't. It's because a mental thing. I don't want to like. You know, like do anything crazy or anything. Um, but I do like leg extensions, leg curls, and everything. Leg presses, uh, sitting leg presses, and everything. I'm good, man. I I really, I will confirm with Liam, and it's a different world. Like it's a day and night. Like now, especially for me, it was a severe. Like him, man. He had a lot of good things, man. I always said like he was a pilot. He was probably like, no, comp- he had kids. Everything was on the line for him, and like. He can confirm it, like, because before they were saying, no, man, just focus on other good things on your life and forget about the height. And deep down in your heart, like, uh, it's just, like, a, something that you want to mask it with everything else, but you can still feel the void of it, that there is a big void in your life missing. And that is really doable to achieve that, to fill that gap. Yeah. Now, you know, like, every day, like, it's really good that we can have these conversations because even back then, if someone was doing it, it was a really big taboo about it and they were like mm-hmm. they were like treating it that like it's like a i don't know you're doing some you're murdering something they didn't want to <laughs> i mean like they thought it's like a huge deal like you know they were not showing any faces no not nothing you could find nothing like really yeah. small like, absolutely yeah. that's all that's awesome man i i think that that just speaks wonders to like how this procedure went for you i mean now you're back in the gym doing a lot of closed chain movements keeping those legs safe but you're still building back the strength and the flexibility yeah. um and that again you have even up until the two-year mark you probably won't be 100 percent. but when you get there it's gonna be amazing even over yeah. what you're feeling now so you already got the height now you're on the road <laughs> to recovery so i'm so happy for you man that's awesome Thanks. all right um so now we're gonna bring in Johannes, I'm gonna bring him over. Oh, Johannes, Jay, you're in the hot seat. What's now, up, man? <laughs> <laughs> What's up? This man is no stranger to letting it fly, let it loose. Yeah. No so get ready for the smackdown. Um oh, yeah. Jay, hey, hey man. So last time we had you on, um, we you you had achieved your length, you had the bets bone, um, but there was an issue. The IT band, your IT band hadn't been released intraoperatively um, or prophylactically. So you had a lot of wide legs and that was preventing you from walking without crutches and walking normally. And you had a lot of issues. Um, Since then, I think it was like a few days after we had our last interview, you got your IT band released. And I know we were chatting back and forth. Things have been remarkable in terms of your recovery. So can you tell us a little bit about how things have been for you lately? Yeah, of course. So first thing I want to say is it's funny. We measured me. And I don't know, maybe uh, I was a little bit taller than I thought I was because we, we measured me with, with barefoot with uh, like at 6'1". Mm. So I was like, maybe I was a few centimeters taller than I thought or or I lengthened more than I thought. I don't know uh, <laughs> what's going on there, but that's obviously uh, made me so really happy. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> and... Um, yeah, we we talked like a few days before November, I, th- I think, and yeah. I had the release uh, the 1st of November, and then, um, yeah, it went, went pretty smooth. I was like, I developed a pretty big hematoma on my, on my left leg that mm. was preventing me uh, from walking for like three more weeks, so 
So I was using um, the crutches until like almost December. And then uh, things slowly started to get better, but um, it took a while. It wasn't, I, I told you the, the last interview, I told you like uh, when I was done, I could just walk normally. And that, to be honest, it wasn't the case, you know, because you were still extremely tight and, and um, you still, I, I still was like bending at the knee a little bit and also at the hip. So it really took like some, some more stretching and some more time to, to really, um, get things back into place. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's been, I, I showed you my, my, my training routine a little bit, right? And training in the gym has been really, really awesome. You know, I, I pretty much, I, I, I could not do, I, I'm doing legs twice a week. I'm doing leg presses. I'm doing leg extensions and like, pretty much at like 90% of what I did before, you know, so I don't, I don't know. I, I at this point, I, I also think um, I'm not afraid anymore of breaking the nail, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm just um, doing what I can, what feels good. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's, but one thing I want to say is like the big problem for me is still like some stiffness, like what Liam said in the morning, it's, it's pretty, pretty dreadful, but like take a few steps and it fades away pretty quick. Mm-hmm. But um, I actually went went to see a physiotherapist for the first time a few days ago because I I, um, I didn't find a, any good therapists around here for mm-hmm. quite a while. And, and he told me that, that pretty much my entire fascia is so tight. He now has to do like one or two months of really breaking that up to get me to get me back to 100% as far as walking goes. Um, that's my problem was like the four months that I walked around with, with the right legs, you know, because other people, they recover during that time, like, like post lengthening. And I just missed out on like four, four months of, of recovery. You know, so I, 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 I still have a little bit of ground to make up, but, um, as far as training goes and I can walk now without crutches. Um, and I think to people outside, they don't, they can't tell like, you got some some stiffness, but it's like I think people outside they they can't tell that I had this done. You know? you know? Yeah, that's incredible, man. So you're kind of just like Daniel here and Liam. You're back in the gym doing your physical activity, and you're noticing the height difference. I mean, you're six foot one. Um, it did take you a little bit longer to get back, but again, yeah. that little mishap with the IT bands, and when that happens, that contracture, it can make everything else get tight. So you just had a little hiccup, but it's not like you're gonna make a yeah. not gonna make a full recovery because you said you're almost back to ninety percent of your your pre-surgery strength. That's incredible. Yeah, I I, w- I would say so, man. Also, I want to say this as about about height in general. Like people. I hear that so often and often it's, it's the tall people who are like, it's not a big deal. You should like, should like, um, not do something like that or you should focus on your job or on your girlfriend or like things like that. But it, it doesn't make the, the thoughts of, of, of wanting to be taller go away, you know, and only, I feel like only, um, short people can really understand this issue mm-hmm. and almost all tall people, they, they could never understand it. It's, it's weird. It's like they, they, it, it's never been an issue for them and they could never, um, think about something like that bothering them, bothering them so much, you know? So, um, if, if, if you want to get it done, it, it, for me personally, it was my dream and I would do it like, like the guy said, I would do it all over again, even with the, 
with the IT band issues, even though I would I would probably get that done beforehand, you know. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, it's something that's deep down. It's deep, deep rooted. And when you finally achieve that goal, yeah. it's it's like a feeling like nothing else. I know, I know what you mean. It's when that solves that problem, scratches that itch. You feel so much right. better. Well, that's awesome, man. I'm right. so glad to hear that you all are doing well. Well, that is amazing. A recap from where they all went. So what we're gonna do now? We're gonna hop into the live chat because. Um, we have quite a bit of people asking questions, and this might even spur some more discussion uh, because we have some people in here. So what we're going to do, let me just uh, pull them open. All right. So, uh, all right. So let's see here. So we're going to pull Liam back in the top because I think we're going to ask some questions. Let's see. 511 for the pretty much. We just found the first one. Okay. So first question from DJ Richards. How tall did each guy get? So that's what they're asking. So Liam, let's start with you. So what was your starting height? Um, how much did you lengthen and what was your ending height? Okay, I was exactly 170 centimeters and I gained 12.4 centimeters, let's say 12, and I'm right now 182 centimeters in inches, something beyond six inches, I think, I'm, I'm not quite sure. Yeah, so just about six inches in height gain, so uh, what's that, just about six foot, right? Uh, six something, yeah. Six something, yeah. So about six something. That's one hundred and eighty-two awesome. centimeters exactly. That's less awesome. It's like a bit less than six. One six. A little less than six. Yeah. yeah. One but, three, with shoes, he's at six. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Especially as a pilot, like when you wear those shoes, those shoes, nobody can tell. <laughs> All right, uh, Daniel. Let's talk about your starting height, how much you lengthened, yeah. and what your ending height is right now. Yeah. Before like we go into this, like there was a topic like a couple days ago. Uh, I mean, I don't know which. Uh, week it was but it was about like the shrink that you do during the day i mean mm. i tried it and it was like about an inch of difference to be really? honest yeah, yeah yeah i mean uh, comparing right after when you stand like get up from the morning like just measure yourself like i have like a stick which i can measure myself yeah. right after when i like wake up from the morning i'm exactly like around 5 11 like 180 mm -hmm. well like yeah by the end of the night especially after the gym and everything i'm mm -hmm. at, like five ten. And like, uh, yeah, yeah, it's an, I mean, like you, even you guys try like right after you wake up, not even like if you go to washroom and like wash your face and everything, you already lost like probably around one centimeter. And then from then to the later that night, like, yeah, you might lose about another centimeter. Yeah. So you guys might be a bit taller than what you think you are like right after you're waking up. No, that's true. You want to claim your height. I don't know, people usually like go with the tallest or the lowest or in the middle. I usually like, I got measured like in during the, like between the day and it was like 179, which is like a bit less than 5'11 and a bit more than 5, I would say 5'10 and a half, I would say. It's going to be like that. But yeah, I, will, I always go now, before I used to like boost my height a bit just to feel better. <laughs> now I, I go with the 5'10 sometimes, just like, and people say, well, you look taller than <laughs> I feel like <laughs> now and now it's real height, like it's actual yeah. stature because your bone is that tall. That's crazy, man. Yeah, no, and I, I know what you're talking about. Uh, vertebral compression, meaning like your vertebrae, those yes. intervertebral discs, they can compress over the day. Um, water, whatever, uh, muscle contractures, actual loading, a lot of stuff. So yeah, you do lose on the. I didn't know it was an inch. That's a, that's incredible. But um, there's awesome. a guy named uh, Celeb Hates. I don't know. Maybe you guys have checked check or not. His name is Rob Paul. He's the height expert, like in everything. I can yeah. give you the link later, but like yeah. he did, he did like a couple of videos on this. Did every it? hour he did checked it and like 
it's like about an inch. It's about wow. An inch. I, I mean, I know there's a lot of factors that play into that. Like if you lift weights, uh, if you're overweight, yes. um, yeah, you know, do you stretch and work out? But yeah. that's that's incredible that it can go that down that much. I never knew it was that much, but cool. <laughs> um, sorry for the noise in the back. We've got some patience out there, but that's okay. Um, Johannes, Jay, let's talk your height because we, we just you just mentioned that you had a little bit of a measurement difference. So what was your yeah. starting height? How much did you lengthen on your femurs? And then what is your height right now? Yeah, so so I thought actually um, actually I thought it was um, what is it in English? Is it five seven and a half maybe? I thought I was that tall, but um, we measured me in the morning. I was like one eighty five, so which is six one. So I think I was a little bit taller than I thought I was, um, maybe a few centimeters because we lengthened lengthened like um, almost eleven centimeters. So. Maybe the, the original height was 174, which is like, I think, between 5'8 and 5'9. Yeah. So for, to me, I had like people riding me and they, they showed me like, um, they showed me graphs of like one person was like 182 and one person was like 183. And then, then they were texting me about like, yeah, but the one is in the morning and the one is in the evening. And I was like, Dude, that that doesn't really matter. It's more about like the the feeling you you got. You know, for me, when I compare the feeling I had before with my with my previous height to now, that feeling is like what makes a difference. It doesn't matter if it's like one centimeter more or if it's like in the evening or in the in the afternoon or whatever. The, the those those minutia details are something like people. I feel they shouldn't focus so much on. You know. Yeah, and I agree with you. I think it's like once you get that gross net height gain, like let's say that right. five plus centimeters, once you hit that threshold, it's like, oh, I'm stop, I'm stop, you know, you stop worrying about your height so much. And the little, little half centimeters, you stop worrying about it. Um, but, you know, when you're when you haven't done limb lengthening yet, you worry about it a lot because it's like every little bit of height counts to you. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because, but honestly, man, I was I was standing next a few days ago. I was standing next to a guy. I, I asked him, he was like, 191 maybe with shoes he was like 193 which is like i think between 63 and 64 mm -hmm. and and i i stood next to him and i looked him in the eye and was like really not much of a difference so wow. so people if if they if they got this done they realize that now even the really 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 tall guys they aren't like like that that tall to you anymore you know it's it's just when you're like down there you think like Every little thing counts so much. Exactly. You know? Yeah, and I think that that's why this procedure, the you know stature lengthening, is such a mental procedure too. It's not just yeah. physical. Yeah, you're going to get taller, but it's it's a switch that it flips. And I mentioned this several times right. over that it's, it flips a switch, and it's for discrepancy of people too. It's like once you get somewhat balanced, you don't have to be perfectly balanced, but even somewhat balanced, it's so much better. Your pain is going down. So yeah, awesome. Okay, so we're going to move right along here in the questions. And if any of you guys need to bounce, I know it's middle of the day. Um, well, over in Germany, it's end of the day, but uh, I know yeah. in Canada, it's uh, our time. So just let me know. Um, Okay, the Joker's asking one procedure or multiple. So the Joker, all of these guys had one procedure, but Liam, he had two. And Liam, tell us about it. So you had the, I believe, I'm going to recap, I think it was the femurs first, and then the tibias a week later, correct? Exactly. I did a quadrilateral lengthening, and I started with the femurs. It was the 12th of October, 2020. Mm -hmm. And four days later, I continued with the TBS. Okay, so four Again, days. Again, wow. with, with the same system, exactly. 
incredible, man. And that's why I think his um, his journey is so amazing because it's really rare for that to happen in a good turnout. But Liam, he pushed through with every little bit of perseverance that he has, and he turned out for the better. So I'm super happy for him. All right, next uh, next question from Mike Green. He's a good uh, supporter of the channel. Um, hi, where did each of you get your operations? So this is good. So we're going to talk surgeons here. So let's start with you, Jay, and then we'll go around the round table here. So um, Jay, tell us where you got your surgery. <clears throat> yeah, I did it uh, here in Germany with uh, Dr. Betts. I think most people know him. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, Daniel? Yeah, I did with uh, Live Life Taller and Dr. Halebodo, like in okay. Istanbul. Istanbul. They'll be like number one in a couple of years due to like what they're providing right now. I don't want to like. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. Now this is your chance yeah, to plug like, everything. It's a live session. I don't know if you want. I don't know if you saw that like uh, new building and everything, but like uh, they got the new building. They renovated a new building only for the limb lengthening, the cosmetic wow. purposes, and <clears throat> they provide like everything, all the thing before they were like in contract with hotels, and it was a bit of uh it was a bit harder to like maybe deal with the staff of the hotel and everything but now man like uh it's it's a rehabilitation center like and only for the limb lengthenations which you know like her tra air tra transplant which started from like maybe other countries and now turkey is the number one uh that's gonna be the same with limb lengthening it will be <laughs> that'll be so interesting to see that you know i, th I think it's so important to have that post-op care and i know that they were working on that for a while and now that they got that things should really you know uh take yeah. off for them because post-op care we know is probably 80 percent of the battle here like the surgery happens within a couple hours and then post-op care is going to be super uh important so awesome um and then liam we have liam and he's going to name his surgeon and what he's doing he's actually kind of started a uh patient um i guess i'll let liam explain <laughs> I did it as well in Istanbul, and I completely uh, agree with Daniel. I mean, Turkey became the number one country for uh, not just for statue lengthening as well for cosmetic uh, surgeries. Uh, mm -hmm. I mean, from all over the world, people are coming to Turkey and do these kind of surgeries because it's cheaper, more affordable, and so on. I did it as well in Istanbul with Dr. Serkan Gürcan, and mm -hmm. right now we are partners and we have established as well a clinic. And I don't want to go deeply into this because have a, a chat about this, but the main uh, difference here is uh, we're going to provide a deeply and thought through uh, post care op care service and for 24 hours and um, on a nice different chat or other chat we can talk about this. Yeah, absolutely. We'll, we'll definitely follow up on that. And if you want to, after the stream, we can chat for a few minutes. I'll have before I got to get in on consult. But um, very cool. Awesome. So, yeah, that's where each of these guys got it done. And if you want to know where I got it done, I got it done at um, Sinai Hospital in Baltimore, Maryland with uh, Dr. Janet Conway. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's where I got it done. Cool. Um, Victor, Victor, let, yeah. Victor, let me ask a question. How cold is it right now in Baltimore? <laughs> well, actually, Liam, just today, it's actually 60 degrees again. It's like Thursdays are like random days to be hot but for the most part like just yesterday was cold and it's winter here so it's usually about an average of 30 degrees but thursday seemed to be like the, the warm day i guess it wants to wake up a bat <laughs> much colder here in germany right now what's it what's the temperature there around five degrees five, to oh, zero five degrees celsius. in the night we have roughly zero degrees in the day it's five degrees celsius celsius okay so yeah that's okay that's cold yeah that's uh you said frankfurt i was actually traveling there before the holidays before everything happens so that's awesome um 
Okay, so let's see here. Uh, we got Seppo. Hey, Seppo. She's one of the first podcast guests I had way back when, when I started this whole thing. So what's up, Seppo? Great to have you on. I know this is earlier. That's why you can join. All right, so let's see. Uh, Benjamin is asking, when you did the quadrilateral lengthening, so I guess this is for Liam, did you do the femur and the tibia one year apart? Okay, yeah. So he mentioned this. It's just about four days apart. He did that. So, all right, moving right along. Um, here we go. Zenosama, how is the best way to approach another limb lengthening patient to ask for advice and have someone as emotional support if you're doing it alone? Uh, Jay, can you, man can't you, can you answer this one? Well, let me read it one more time. <laughs> <laughs> what is the best way to approach another limb to ask for advice? Just ask them, man. Just, just be straight up and ask them. <laughs> I, I would like, I didn't do that before. Like I, 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 I talked to to no patient about uh, the surgery, but um, if I was interested in it, I, I had guys after after our interview, Victor, I had guys um, writing me on the forum and on Instagram and and, and just asking me on, on WhatsApp just just the questions they had. I would just be straightforward and just ask because like you, you don't have to be like um, like like shy about asking certain certain questions about the surgery if you. If you want to know something and you've got like a resource to to ask them do it man yeah yeah that's a, uh, daniel and liam do you guys have anything to say to this how did you guys reach out to other patients for um emotional or morale support <clears throat> who is daniel? Liam yeah. first um to be honest i did not ask anybody i i, I prepared myself for 13 years uh with a little bit <laughs> of limp lengthening so uh just before the surgery i was so clear with everything so i didn't even have a lot of questions to the doctor so uh but after the surgery and once uh, i was on your channel uh, there was so immense a tremendous amount of, of inquiries and questions and please just go ahead ask every question because i know exactly the feeling what the people are uh, mm -hmm. having inside them so i know this it's not a pain but uncomfortable feeling of being too small so just go ahead, share your thoughts, share your fears, and I mean, everybody of us will uh, will be happy to help you out and answer your questions, definitely. Instagram, Facebook, it doesn't matter. Yep, I agree. Daniel? Yeah, yeah actually, like, uh, I was running to everywhere, like, to ask everyone I could, like, because I told, like, initially my plan was, like, to do it in 2020, like, in my home country, like, Iran, but mm -hmm. no one, no one were willing to, like, like, there was nothing you could like find and I went to the clinic and I actually helped one of the patients and everything I said like please give me your number I want to stay in contact with you I want to see like how you're doing and everything and then the plan changed and everything and believe it or not like I think it was around the last year exactly at some maybe a week or two off I contacted Leon and asked like uh and I actually yeah I asked Leon a couple of, like things about his procedure and everything and like yeah i was like and like you also like victory like i was like asking like everyone because I, I had no shame in this and i wanted to like get it done and i wanted to like be prepared as much as possible and, and one of the reasons that i'm like doing it is like because i know I, I was like a patient before and i know how hard and frustrating your mental thing is and you want to get to know more about this and the more the most that you can trust is like a, another patient another patient 
I think I think that's the biggest uh, thing here, and it, there can never be too much information for this procedure. I think that there's always new aspects to it that you know somebody can know more about. So, asking a patient who's gone through it, who has experience for the same type of procedure that you're chasing is super important. That's why I do these interviews because having people like you guys here, I mean, you all did different devices from different clinics, different amount of lengths. It's like somebody can relate with that and, you know, really kind of hone in on your story specifically and say, I want to just do what they did. And they can kind of follow your interviews, reach out to you specifically. And that's huge. That's why you guys are trailblazer. You're setting the path for people who come after you. Impressive. All right. Next question. Um, from Seppo is a good question. We kind of got this a little bit earlier, but Seppo saying, what was the reaction of family and friends when you informed them about wanting to get the surgery? This is really good. Jay, tell us that. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good question. Actually, I, I, I was really afraid um, to tell my girlfriend about it um, because, because she's one of the rare um, girls who like short men, actually. So, um, yeah, I sat down with her and I explained to her thoroughly uh, what I was about and what I, why I really wanted to do it. And, um, that was probably the biggest, uh, hurdle I had to overcome, like to, to really be honest and to, to get her support. But, um, other than that, I only told my mother about it and she was like, she's always been so supportive, man. She was like, yeah, if you want to do it, just think about it and then do it if you want to, you know? So, the biggest issue for me was was telling my girl and and getting her to to understand really my reasons to do it. But um, hey man, if you if you if you're honest and you you just tell it like it is and and you got good reasons to do it, and um, I don't see I don't see a problem with that. You have to be honest. Like, don't don't like uh, find like reasons that are not not true. Like, just just be honest and just. Tell them what you would tell another person who asked you why you want to get this done, you know? So just like we all did on here, just be honest and tell like why you want to get this done and just name all the reasons. And then I think, I think family should, um, should support you and should understand that. If they don't understand that, maybe, um, yeah, maybe you have to go through it yourself and just follow your dream, you know, because at the end of the day, it's not the, it's, it's not your family that, decide for you whether to do it or to not do it. You know, that's just my opinion. That's an amazing answer. I love that advice. Uh, Daniel, can you tell us a little bit about your experience with this? Yeah, <laughs> it was like, we were gonna, it was harder than the surgery process itself. Like it was much harder than that. Like to be able to like, like open up about this and like maybe talk about or like open up about my mental things and everything because of, the first thing I heard was like, you're crazy. You want to do this? Why you want to do this? All this stuff. Like it was much harder, but like, uh, it took me about it for my father. It took 